0: From Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with professor of finance and director of the award-winning
1: Road Reports, Peter Raschuti. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Peter Rusciutti. <laughs> Welcome to Out to Lunch. Sometime over the past few years, the meaning of the word business has changed. Business used to be something that men in suits conducted in offices and on golf courses. Today, some of the most successful men in business don't own a suit and business is no longer a boys only club. Shows like Shark Tank make business look like a game anybody can play if you're prepared to roll the dice and partner for life with someone you just met 12 minutes ago. And then there's the ubiquitous app. You can apparently dream one of those up on a Friday, and by Monday, you'll be making millions in the app store. Now, some of those stories are true, but for most of us, we have more modest dreams. We'd like to be our own boss and have our own business. We'd like to be able to pay the bills and save a little. And if we could accomplish that, we'd be very happy. But the main obstacle to achieving even these modest dreams is simply a lack of business know-how. We might be born with a talent to make, build, or perform, but most of us are not born with business skills. In some places, you'd have to go to a business school to acquire those skills, but here in Acadiana, Help is closer at hand. Heidi Melanson is executive director of the Louisiana Small Business Development Center. The LSBDC, as most people refer to it, helps start and grow small businesses out of its offices at UL. They've been around since 1983, and Heidi has been running the show over there since 2014. Heidi, welcome down to lunch. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. 2014 was also the year Anne Falgu became executive director of the Vermillion Economic Development Alliance. The alliance is based in Abbeville, and they help start and grow businesses throughout Vermillion Parish. Ann, welcome down to lunch. Thanks. Now, Heidi and Anne, both of you have jobs that must be a lot of fun when times are good. Uh, When there's a buoyant economy, people like to take chances. They'll start a business they've always wanted or dreamed about, or they'll borrow money to expand a business they've got. But right now, that is not what's happening. Uh, Many people who can no longer find work in the oil field or related businesses are being forced to figure out how to work for themselves. Sometimes it might be as simple as driving for Uber, other times it could be a bit more complex. Some businesses are probably turning to you to help them simply keep the doors open and the lights on till things pick up. So let's start with the big picture. From your individual perspectives in Lafayette and Abbeville, What are you seeing in the current state of this changing business climate? I'll ask you, Heidi, first.
0: Well, I'll just say, talking about oil and gas, I think it was around the end of 2014. And they started coming in in droves. And it was anything from leadership development or it could have been someone operating an oil field service company. And it was starting to go, the bottom was coming. And so they were looking for strategies, something to diversify them away from what they were doing. Some were losing jobs and they were looking to find, maybe start cutting grass or what have you. So this is, I've seen it drop off and not so much that they're in that panic mode anymore. So it's kind of plateaued? It's kind of plateaued. I think we're at a cautious um, state right now. We're waiting for things to turn around. But I think people have settled into what they consider the normal right now.
1: What do you seeing, Ann?
2: Well, I mean, I think I Heidi's think right. The panic mode is, is over. The companies that have survived are the ones that have successfully diversified. They're the ones that figured it out on the front end and started preparing. You know, I have co- companies that do primarily oil and gas construction, and they figured out how to transport rice to ports in New Orleans and get that overseas. Uh, so they're really trying to figure out how to u- use the actual assets that they have, whether it's barges, equipment, or talent. To do something a little bit different. You know, industrial operators become industrial cleaners
0: now. Right. Because maintenance is still a big uh, force in the oil and, and gas these industry. These are smart
1: folks. Because the oil geniuses. field is right. It, yeah,
0: you may be a geologist and you could maybe start helping in the salt mining industry. Absolutely. And right. trying to pinpoint where they might drill the next salt mine. So there's diversification and lots of creativity that have been at Absolutely. the forefront going forward. We and joke about Cajun ingenuity yeah, all the time. I, uh, and
1: um, what are the, on both of you, in terms of this, this the model. Do they pay you for the services, or how does that work? No,
0: no. So the Small Business Development Center network has been around since 1983. In fact, Jimmy Carter signed them into legislation, oh. where it brought together the federal government, universities, and private sector. Before there was such a thing called small business, or right. you know the sexy term, and so they started issuing grants around the the country in 1983. And UL has is part of a eight center network across Louisiana. So we have networks across the country and uh, we we offer our services at no cost. They're prepaid by your federal and state tax dollars. And
1: do you team up with those folks for ideas, places, people in other spots?
0: Absolutely, so anything we can do, the harvest resources, if I have a client that's in Vermilion Parish, I, I encourage every client to go speak to as many people as you can, it's difficult to operate a business And I think our job, because we have such a large outreach, is to triage and push out to all the resource partners so that we all work together in order to provide information and
1: resources for people. And, and what about your m- business model? Do you charge? No, we don't. Um,
2: kind of a similar situation. We're a, a political subdi- subdivision of the state, so we have a lot of public funding that comes from other parish and regional organizations uh, to to our facility. Um, we also have gotten private uh, in in con donations like built office space and things like that. So we pass along those co- those no costs to okay. our business community, and we're able to offer that. Mm-hmm. Free of charge because they are paying for our services sure. through their tax dollars. So they actually can see their tax dollars at work, which is you know something really rude. exciting.
0: No cost. Right, that's right. It's it's no cost. You know, You're
2: already you paid for it. Exactly. <laughs> it's no,
1: Heidi. Paid. You get money from the federal government, and they um and they have a printing press, which I always thought the state ought to be involved in. <laughs> and uh, but you've got uh and you've got state funding, and everybody. In- including NPR, you know, was, thinks that's kind of scary. Yeah. It's
2: very scary. Um, so, you know, we are preparing our invoices right now, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, I walk in with my head down, Rub and, the you know, <laughs> and bring them my reports, and try to be as detailed as possible um, when we're requ- requesting funding, but everybody's been hit hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, on average, it's, it's about 16% decline in um, sales tax dollars and property taxes. Uh, so our public entities are paid that way. But isn't it and funny, so you're, you're getting
1: cutbacks at a time uh, where you really need to spend
2: money to make money, right? So um, it's uh, it's hard. So we're looking at other models, um, possibly some investor models. Bake sales. Bake sales. sales, exactly. exactly. I do <laughs> uh, cook, so. That's um, <laughs> good. you live here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <There's>, uh, exactly. <laughs> so we are looking at some other options, but it is scary, and we don't want our business community to miss out on services. Um, so we're regrouping and trying to figure that out right now.
1: Now, Heidi, according to the information I got from our fabulous researcher, and Christian, <laughs> over the past 12 months, your office has worked with 520 companies. Uh, that would be a huge number of clients in a private you know, consulting firm. How many people do you have on your staff and what's the typical kind of interaction you might have with a client?
0: So you know, we do get that funding from the federal right. side, but they do expect something in return. I, so we're a metric-based organization okay. and uh, we have a database that's uh, immersed within our website that we can keep track of all of this data. So we can actually turn back to the government and say this is what your return on your investment is. So when, I think when Ann called me I was able to tell her we, we had 520 people that came. We have a staff of four. And so it's wow. our job to whittle down to the companies that we can do the most and productive work with. And so it may be that they're educated, it may be that they're, res- they're passed off to another resource, but we look at that as the triage and we probably do approximately 30 loan packages in a year give or take, and we counsel on startup, regulatory compliance, it could be a What's the range of a co- uh,
1: size of a company? Well,
0: uh, loan-wise, it could be from, I, I did one at six million down to 50,000. So, it, it, you yeah. know, package, we're helping them put together that business plan to take to the bank, you know, to secure that capital. Or they could be using their own money, and they just want to do some cash flow management so they can see how far their money will go.
1: And uh, yeah. as a plug for UL, I mean, we've had uh, so yeah, many people on absolutely. the show that came through there. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: We're, we're, we're based at UL, that's our host, and um, we have seven other centers in the state. You know, that's our host, too. That's where
1: oh, the radio station right. is. That's right. Uh,
0: Most of my clients <laughs> make their way to Heidi at some point or another, too. <laughs> it's Heidi's getting older in the system. I've been there since 05, <laughs> so i <I've> been.
1: <laughs> now, and with the contracting of the economy, there's been a lot of belt tightening in all kinds of areas. Exactly. Uh, In theory, this would not be a great time to cut back on economic development, and obviously quite the opposite, but um, when you look at it, it, it's it's really a time to double down on providing business assistance, but um, that's not always the way agencies think. Have you had to make any accommodations to keep your own business in business?
2: No, we really have focused more on existing business retention. So, you know, economic development is usually multifaceted, and it's usually broken down into three basic components. Entrepreneurial development, existing business retention, and recruitment of new business. So that existing business base is by far the cheapest to maintain, you know, keeping your existing cut uh, companies up and running and successful. So we've actually just refocused and tightened up that way where we, yeah. we we, still will assist any entrepreneur that comes through the door with an idea, absolutely. And any business that wants to move to Vermilion Parish, you, you they can, can bet go. I'm going to be talking <laughs> to <him. laughs> But that group in the middle, we're spending more time out on the road, just dropping in on businesses, talking about how they're doing and looking for opportunities that are free or no cost for them to actually improve their business.
1: Wow. and. It, Tell me about what it is uh, when you look at a new entrepreneur. Some of them have better ideas than others. Yes, uh, they first, do. Yeah. first of all, you're both very nice people. What do you do when it's <laughs> when you think it's kind of crazy? You have a nice. Well,
0: well I'll just tell I feel my job is not to tell them that it's not. Okay, it's to show them. Oh, show and them. So, <laughs> so if it's it's in data. the number, yeah. That's if it's better, in the yeah. data, if it's <laughs> <laughs> in the numbers, thing, if yeah. it's in the numbers, I think they can make a more educated guess if this is going to work than to actually shoot it down, because there's times I've counseled people, and I thought, they should not be doing this, and it got funded. So oh you never know, um, Are you ever really, wrong? I, I've never, as I said, I never steer them. I may say, ooh, you know, you're a young couple, and you both want to quit your job. I don't think that's <laughs> a great idea, idea, but, you know, I, I think when you show them on paper, I think it's more compelling than to actually shoot the idea down at that point.
2: Heidi has this great class that I send a lot of my clients to <laughs> called Starting and Financing a Small Business. It's like three very intense hours of tough love, yep. and tough, it's here is <laughs> everything you're gonna need to think about. You know, payroll right. taxes, and ha- wh- what are the you know what's it like having an employee and actually <laughs> thinking about things that you have never thought about before. And once we kind of expose okay. that. You start, you weed out the ones yeah. that weren't really into it in the first place, that maybe we're looking for a, a get-rich-quick scheme or looking right. to quit their job. But yeah, They
1: usually never come back they don't because come of the back.
0: homework you've given them to oh, do. Yeah. Right. They don't come back. Because, right. right. you know,
1: this is not the easy way out. No. You're going to work tw- no. twice, twice as hard. Is hard. Twice as yeah. hard. Yeah. Correct. And what is economic gardening?
0: Oh, okay. Well, Louisiana Economic Development has had program. adopted that program about eight years ago. It's of the Edwin Lowe Foundation. Um, is the creator of that program. And it's for second stage entrepreneurs. And it's to help them diversify from the the North American industrial classification system that they're in, into other areas. So if you, you may make something for the oil industry that could maybe be used in another industrial type business in another state. You don't so just plant jobs. And it's really it's, really,
2: it's really gardening. I mean, yeah. like, like you Absolutely. think of them as a little sapling, and you're kind of just nurturing them and using resources that are available at the state and inside the company Absolutely. to really kind of it's improve a, their business. That's a model. very good
1: metaphor. It's a, they, uh,
2: great, it's a great program.
1: You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Ann Falgu executive director of the Vermilion economic development alliance in abbeville and heidi melanson executive director of the louisiana small business development center in lafayette and heidi this is the part of the show we call another great idea Mm. Uh, maybe you've got a friend like this um (laughs) sometimes who always has got a great idea for you uh they tell you about this job you should apply for that guy you should have a cup of coffee with or a great investment opportunity you should jump on. You can take advice like this and it turns out to be a disaster. Uh, you can dismiss this advice and miss out on something that has really turned out to be great, or you can take your friend's advice and it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Do you have an example in your life or career of a friend who had a great idea for you? Did you take their advice and how did it turn? out? I'll start with Ann.
2: Uh, this i feel like i have several people in my life who have been i have advice for you Tons of advice. I don't know what that says about me and my personality, uh-huh, that people uh-huh. feel the need to give me advice all the time. But uh, it does happen to me a lot, which I'm, I'm really thankful for. And you have
1: good advice people in your family. Didn't your I'd, grandfather start the Omelette gr- Festival? My,
2: he did. He uh, he was a serial entrepreneur himself. Yeah. He, he joked to me one time, you know, before I, well, I was in economic development, and he was very excited about that. Um, but he joked to me one time, he said, you know, I've started Dozens of businesses in Abbeyville, and he said some of them I even owned. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was a philanthropist and loved to loan money out and loved to help people uh, live their dreams. So, did
1: this this one piece? Did it come from a family member? It
2: it did not. It came from so I'm dating this brilliant man who um, That's is a an, great thing to say on a show, by the way. I know he he's going to be so embarrassed, <laughs> but um, he's very humble too. Uh, he's an artist. Um, and a musician, and a, a music teacher, and a wow. sound recorder, and just his life is full of art. You know, he he got he he was sick a few years ago, uh, stage four cancer. Uh-huh. Will convince any banker to quit their job, and that's what he did. And he uh, moved out of the kind of corporate world and decided to be an artist forever, and uh, hasn't looked back at all. <laughs> so uh, actually, he's an entrepreneur too. He's opening a recording studio this month. That's oh, exciting. Wow, wow. So. Yeah. Uh, Lucas gives me tons of great advice Um, usually that you know I'm very stubborn and don't take necessarily (laughs) right immediately and then I regret it Um, but one one day I remember specifically this was just a couple months ago I was complaining and uh, just kind of feeling sorry for myself I guess I'm surrounded by artists all day long and you know I just wanted something a little bit more (laughs) meaningful that for for me you know something. And um, at one point, he just looked at me with the most aggravated look on his face, and he said, you know, opportunities don't just come to you, right? you got to, like, create them. And I looked at him and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I hear you complaining, but what are you doing about it? (laughs) And so, you know... In his infinite wisdom, once again, he go. told me how That's wrong delicious. I was uh, about everything. And uh, <laughs> he uh, I <I'd laughs> told you. him about this um, cooking school in Lafayette that I'd been kind of watching on Facebook, seeing what they were doing. And he said, what you going to do? They're not coming to you. What you going to do? So I reached out to the owner and made a contact and I've been teaching cooking lessons there on weekends ever since. Really? Yeah, absolutely. So that's my creative outlet is food and cooking and Is that where
1: you do it at this place? That's at this place. <laughs> it's
2: called Mix It Up. It's um it's a great it's primarily for kids, but we do adult classes too. And it's just about educating kids on food and being more comfortable in the kitchen and I love it <laughs> and uh, it's it's you know my creative outlet. Yeah. And uh, if I hadn't had the courage to kinda of, to Give do that, that and shot. take that advice, I would not be doing that right now. And I'm crazy now, you know, now I have my full time job and then my part time job and then, you know, the mom job and all that. Oh, they, but, it all mixed but
1: it's together. So, it's so it's it's fulfilling. fulfilling. Why you yeah. Fit yeah. Us fulfilling. In. yeah. Really yeah. they yeah. Uh, you said free lunch. Yeah, so it oh, <laughs> <so. That laughs> was. I you know sign that tracks <laughs> you know. people. They uh, now Heidi, what about yourself? Um, I
0: think mine's a little bit more introspective. I think about uh, how I wind up where I am and i I'm I, Hail from the New Orleans area, okay. and I had an uncle uh, that um, nobody really went to Lafayette from that area. Typically, you stayed. Right, New Orleans. You know, you yeah, you like really stayed in that you. area. And um, I decided to go. I was actually registered at LSU to go to college, and something made me stop and go look at Lafayette, and no one in my family had ever been to, yeah. been to Lafayette. You the LSU exit and kept going on Never been to Lafayette. Typical Never New talked Orleans. about Lafayette. Yes. <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> and, and my dad was German, so when I came here, my who Lindley was my is, was my maiden name, and nobody knew that name. But um, when I told him I was going to UL, he's like, you will be back. You will not stay over there. And so when I think back to where I am and how I got here, uh, you know, it, it was a perseverance it was because it is a different culture yeah. completely from that area. I was going home. I didn't know what Boudin was, and oh, <laughs> yes, uh, the accents were different. So I think about that and how I winded up. A song. <laughs> I was going to say, you, mean, you, really, Cajun yeah. you couldn't yeah. get a more Cajun name. There's no, a... <laughs> not at all. So how I became a Cajun, that, that was my, that, that would be I think a about
1: money. it. That would be a great name yeah. for a book, that's, that's exactly. Exactly. Becoming a Cajun.
2: <laughs> I know there's somebody that can help you get started with your new business idea, you <laughs> Thank you.
0: And that's another story, how I, I wind it well, up I think at that's SBDC, kind of, yeah. Well, you know, you that's, know? That's,
1: that's what's kind of weird about that question is that, you know, were you ever, you know, thinking of an idea and yet you look at ideas all day long. All on. the
0: time. You know, I realize it's a lot of work. And sometimes just listening to... We scare <laughs> <all>, ourselves <though>. Really? <laughs> you know, a, I'm discouraged <laughs> from it the more people walk in my office. Not so much the ones that are bright-eyed and bushy tail and thinking about <laughs> the, the new start of it, but when you're in the, the trenches in the email, and yeah. you're really coming in and you're looking for advice. Because entrepreneurship is a, it's an adult decision and there's not a lot of people to turn to in your life. Many people can't turn to their spouses and tell them the bad news because you know, they really don't want to hear that. So right. you do hear a lot of that and you take a lot of that in and, and you feel like a social worker sometimes, but they well, do need an skill. advocate. Yeah, they need advocacy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like yeah. you
2: said in, in the intro, you know, people are usually really great at doing something. They're really great at operating a piece of equipment or creating something new or doing a specific skill. But running a business is Doing a it full completely yeah. different yeah. skill set, and I usually yeah. tell people, you know, if you don't already have that that component, uh, find someone who does to partner yeah. with, and that usually is the most beautiful yeah. kind of teams, the ones that are really balanced and nuanced in their own skills. You know, not just yeah. the same kind of thinkers working together on something. It's just having this really great balance, a great team around yeah. you, and the
0: lifestyle. Like, where are you Absolutely. in your life? Do you really want to work? 80 hours a week yeah. when you're approaching maybe your encore uh, right. part of life. You're going into your 50s. So you really have to look at your or where you are if you're, you know, you're in the middle of your career and you walk in. I've had that happen where they walk in. Um, they have kids. They have private school. They have mortgages. I'm like, right. I'm not happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to quit what my job. You're, well, you're like, no, you uh, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. You talk you know? them off the, uh, off right. the ledge. That's, correct, uh,
1: correct. You know, when, you know, when somebody walks in the door, like, what is what is your... Put another way, w- what does your day look like, day to day? Let's start with Hank. Oh
2: goodness! <laughs> I tell you, you,
0: wa- you walk in, and by fi- it's five o'clock, you, you look up, and there's there's no boundaries, because you you're really fielding requests. Um, it could be anybody walking in, telephone calls. We we pretty much have four standing appointments a day, as a consultant coming in, and then you've got to do the prep work. So beyond that, you get pulled. We get calls from macro organizations yep. that need help. Um, we're funded st- by, you know, I think I have SBA, I have
1: LED, Louisiana EGal. To, yeah. So
0: when they ask for something, we, we respond to that. And do you get
1: people, maybe it's all these things, but do you get people in the idea stage or the group that's trying to pull it to the next level? or
0: All across the board. It, it could be anything from a startup. And, and with as Anne said, I find we're going into an area where it's a little easier to work with someone who has skin in the game. Because then yeah. you can help them leverage what they've already done and turn it into something a little bit uh, more productive than what they're doing.
1: What one piece of advice, Andy, give to somebody who's <laughs> thinking of starting a business?
2: Wow. Um, sleep on it. <laughs> sleep on it, okay.
1: <laughs> Don't jump right in this. Uh, yeah, I usually,
2: I usually tell them to really kind of evaluate their network. You know, yeah. what do, you pro- do you have a fallback plan? Do you have a safety net? Do you have people who can okay. help you? What's your finances look like? I really encourage them to slow down. Take your time and really figure out. And if the this tendency is, the right is move.
1: to do the other thing is to Ex- just get everybody up
2: wants to do this immediately. Yeah. Um, so I usually tell them to slow down, and and then we start just kind of mapping out resources for them. It's great you folks are yeah. here. I
1: mean, they, that's what that's what you need at that right.
0: point. Right? I'm a, a big fan <laughs> of hybrid. I call it hybrid. <laughs> yeah. Keep your day job and do it on the oh, side. All right. <laughs> <laughs> to get started that way, yeah. And yeah. you know, it's your, you yeah. know, your
1: spouse mm-hmm. is great and your your mom is great. They're often, they're pretty biased, I think, a lot of times. Uh,
2: yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, Find, yeah. such a great cook. <laughs> Find yeah. someone who's not a yes <laughs> man. Yes, exactly. that's Have lunch right. With them regularly yeah. and
2: <laughs> shoot them your ideas and really kind of take time to evaluate uh, how successful you can be. This is a good potential opportunity, absolutely. you know. Yeah.
1: There's a, do you, um, you ever talk to them about, even though they're getting going, what an exit strategy might look like. Absolutely. That's one of the first things we do talk about because you have to think of the
0: inevitable and how would you actually resolve something if you got a loan on the line or you have a business partner. And that's one of the first things. And even in the starting and financing seminar, that's one of the things I bring up. And you can see the blank stares like, well, I'm just getting started. Why (laughs) do (laughs) I want to talk about about an exit strategy?
2: Yeah, we talk about that with loan packages. You know, you need to make sure you have enough money for when you're not making money. And how do you pay off your creditors and lenders? When you know maybe you don't earn anything and you have to it transition, happens. it happens all the time. Yeah. And I
1: see this even in public companies where the the founder, you I mean she might have be great with ideas, but maybe not really particularly good at running a business. Yep, right. And uh, and that's kind of a tough thing to tell yeah. somebody. You right. wear all hats. Yeah, and you know yeah. you try to compartmentalize this. We've seen it with public companies where, you know, Fred, I can't tell you how good you've you know, how great you've been at starting this business, but. You know, it might Correct. be time to, yeah. And, of course, you said right away, <laughs> if maybe if you start with a partner or something. that Absolutely. Um, don't you have to do that other thing, though, where the partners hate each other?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not my, I usually <laughs> will say, if you don't have
1: to. Say, oh, I think I hear my mother calling. It's a little yes, different they, when you're
0: married to the partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I wasn't thinking that about that. that.
1: And who's got to go? Bill. Bill's got to go. They, uh, it's, uh, they, uh, is either of you ever been tempted to go to work for a client? Like the idea is so good. and. <laughs>
0: I have to tell when I, I started doing this in '05 before really entrepreneurship was sexy as it yeah. as it's coined today. But I love what I do. I love helping people. And, You know, sometimes I think it's a calling because I think about leaving or yeah, looking right. at other opportunities. But. I when somebody walks in and they need to write a business plan, it's like, I come alive. Some people like, well, get a call to be a nun. But you've yeah, you you <laughs> got that's economic that's development. <laughs> <This>.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been,
2: I've been doing this for 15 uh, yeah. years, and this is, um, you know, uh, maybe it's uh, heredity pulling at me and my (laughs) grandfather just, you know, steer me in that direction. But this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know. And that's a good feeling, isn't it? Right. And if I do something else, it'll be on my own. So it'll be my idea, you know.
1: (laughs) It'll probably involve a a pot and pan at this rate. Yes, probably a (laughs) plate of food. We often hear that small business is the backbone of the American economy. Although here in Acadiana, we have varying opinions exactly how American we are. For us small business is more than the backbone of our economy. It's, it's every major bone in our economic body. So Anne and Heidi, first of all, you're doing great work helping individuals and businesses who come through your doors, but because small business has such a huge effect on this local economy, you're actually providing an invaluable service for all of us. So thank you for everything you're doing and thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank,
0: thank you sure, so much. Thank you.
1: My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Heidi Melanson, the Executive Director of the Louisiana Small Business Development Center in Lafayette and Anne Falgu, Executive Director of the Vermilion Economic Development Alliance in Abbeville. You can find out more about Heidi's and Ann's organizations by following the links on our websites, krvs.org, and it's itsacadiana.com. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Café Vermilionville in Lafayette. Café V is open Monday through Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Anne Christian. Our theme song, Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Our Cadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovative Cadiana, Zach Barker from the Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escudet. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from the show on our website and Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Gwen O'Quinn. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's akadiana.com and krvs.org. Support for Out to Lunch Akadiana comes from Wyndham Garden, Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Calice Saloon. Wyndham Garden, Lafayette is pet-friendly with free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRBS 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week. We're on the table here at Cafe Vermilionville for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch.